The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. I actually make several hundred dollars a year selling my stuff, unused stuff from furniture to clothes to uh electronic devices, and pretty much everything in between. So today I'm going to share everything that I've learned from selling my stuff. Hi, welcome. My name is Mia Danielle, and I chat all about holistic and clutter-free spaces. So if that's something you're into, be sure to click subscribe and turn on those notifications. I release new videos every Tuesday. So if you are in the process of going through a bunch of your own things to declutter and looking to sell some, or if you've been trying to sell things and haven't had much luck, I definitely have some tips for you. First of all, you need to have a good picture. Ideally, you need to have several good pictures that are showcasing different aspects of the thing that you're selling. It matters so much. The picture is more important than what the item is in many cases. It's more important than the description or even the headline. This is gonna be the first thing that people see whenever they're scrolling through whatever feed they're using. And so it's important that you know how to take a good picture that's gonna be optimized for the platform that you're using. Here are the core components of a good picture when you're selling an item. First of all, you need to have good lighting. You don't wanna have a lot of shadows or shading going on that you can't even really see what you're looking at or like the yellow light that makes it look like it's dated even though it may not be. I think that the best way to do that is to use actual daylight. So using a window, if you have a room that gets a lot of natural light just around the whole room, that way it's lighting up the item from all different sides. And just make sure that you're getting some kind of a well-lit quality looking picture. I have used filters before to increase the contrast and bring in the brightness a little more, but you wanna be careful that you're not over filtering. They might think that you're trying to hide something or they may not even really be able to tell what the natural colors are or what the design of the thing is. Be careful on which filters you choose to use. You also wanna pay attention to what else is in the shot. You don't wanna have a whole bunch of clutter or like a pile of laundry going on right behind the picture. A lot of people are gonna decide the things that they want to bring into their own home and determine the quality of that based on where it looks like the item is currently living. So if it looks like it's currently living in a shack or a garage or someplace where it's surrounded by tons of other random things, they're less likely to see it as a well cared for quality item and people do care. You can ask for more money and end up getting more from your investment just by making sure that you're taking clear shots that showcase that you took the time to take a quality photo and that you have actually been tending to this item. I think that the best way to do that is to make sure that you have just a clear space. Even if you're only getting in the shot the item and your carpet or the floor beneath it, you know, with nothing else in the shot, 
Now, if you are showcasing furniture, I have found it more useful to show that furniture in use just to show what it can look like, you know, kind of like staging the idea of the item for the person who's looking at it. I have had items that I was selling in the past that I had the item by itself, it wasn't really selling, and as soon as I popped in some pictures of how I used it, all of a sudden it sold. Try to think of like how you look at things on Amazon that you're looking at buying, for example. You know, you swipe through the different photos, you probably want to see how the items being used, but also what the item looks like on its own. Make sure that the thing that you're selling is in the center of the photo, not just horizontally speaking, but also vertically speaking. Most of the apps like OfferUp will pull up a portrait view whenever you're using the app on your phone um, to be able to take a picture and it's going to look like it's a big vertical image. But the only thing that's going to be shown in the feed is the middle square portion of that image. So you want to make sure that at least the good quality parts that you want people to see when they're scanning by are in that center square of the picture. Although keep in mind that when they click on the square, it is gonna pull up the, the full picture, so you still don't wanna have random things in the background. It is still best practice though to take vertical pictures because if you look at it in a feed where they actually do show the full version of the image, the landscape is gonna be chopped down to only showing this much real estate on the scroll, whereas the vertical images are gonna show this much. Make sure that you're getting the most that you can out of the scroll real estate. Don't skimp on the description. I see this a lot. If I'm looking for something and there are multiple versions of the same thing, I'm gonna go with the one that has the description. And here's why. It kind of gives you a peek into the person that you're going to be dealing with. I mean, there's a really good chance that you're gonna meet this person somewhere. You wanna feel like you have an idea for, you know, if they seem like a good stand-up person, um, are they saying something shady? Does it seem like it's a scammer or somebody who's just trying to promote spam? You know, you can gain a lot just from reading the description. You can find out if somebody's selling something that used to belong to their six-year-old kid and that they're getting rid of it because the six-year-old kid has grown up and now they no longer fit on this particular bike, we'll say. I mean, a lot of people will leave some really personalized information in the description that makes you feel more connected to the seller. And so you can really give yourself a leg up just by leaving the description. Not to mention, if you don't leave descriptions, then you're leaving things up in the air, like what size is the thing? You know, what are the dimensions? Uh, does it work with such and such? And people are going to either take the time to ask you those questions, or they're just going to skim past and go to the other option. Option. You'll save yourself a lot of time if you do your research on pricing. Don't just assume that you can get the same thing that you spent on something. Don't also assume that you can't get more than $20. Every single time I post anything, I do just a quick search on what other people are selling the same item for. I'll do a search on Google to see like how much that particular model or serial number is selling for if they were to buy it new. But then I'll also do a quick search on whatever platform I'm posting it to just to see what other people are posting it as and how long their postings have been live. Remember that if you're selling the exact same thing as five other people, you're kind of in competition. And if you can cut the price even by a couple of dollars and make sure that you have good clear pictures and a great description, well, then you've just given yourself a leg up. Determine your app presence. It's kind of like Lyft versus Uber. You know, some of them have a higher presence in some areas than others. So find out which ones the people in your area are actually using. It used to be that there was OfferUp and LetGo, and OfferUp had a higher presence in some areas and LetGo had a higher presence in others. And since then they've actually merged. So now it's OfferUp and LetGo together. And that's usually what I'll use because it has such a wide 
coverage area at this point. When I lived in Texas, we had southeasttexas.com, the classifieds essentially for just the local area that I was in, and that was pretty much all I used because there was stuff on there all the time. So it can really be beneficial to just either do a quick Google search or try pulling up some of the apps and seeing if you see a lot of items being posted on there to see what's available in your area. There's Offer Up and Let Go, Facebook Marketplace, and then of course there's Craigslist, which I have also used many times. There are also some additional apps out there that kind of encompass classifieds or selling things, things like Nextdoor. Nextdoor in particular is more of a community type of system, so you can only actually interact with people who are in your local neighborhood, which really limits your options. Now, this is technology, and who knows what apps are gonna be here next year or a couple of years from now. And of course, you still have things like eBay. eBay, I feel like it can be really great for collectors and antique type items. People will often search eBay when they're looking for really specific niche things like that. And of course, you can always ship items. You don't necessarily have to look in your local area. I just really like quick turnarounds. So, and I hate shipping things. I don't want to have to go to the UPS. So for me, the easiest way to do it is to find somebody who's local who can pick it up today or tomorrow and get it over with. And I don't have to go through the whole method of shipping and finding out how much the shipping would cost for the item and all of that good stuff. A quick note on garage sales, unless you're doing like a whole cul-de-sac or neighborhood garage sale where you're all just going in together, garage sales are generally a lot more work for a lot less money. People who come to garage sales are looking for like 15 cents, 25 cents, like the bare minimum for whatever it is that they're buying. If I was between doing a garage sale or just donating the items, I would probably rather donate them because I can't think of too many things that would be worth me waking up at four o'clock in the morning and sitting outside for hours for people to offer or haggle, you know, 25 cents here and there. It's just, it's a lot of work and not a lot of return. Be aware of scammers. They are everywhere. I'm sure you've heard about, you know, being safe and cautious with Craigslist, not sharing your personal information. And the same is true really across the board. About a year ago, OfferUp was getting really bad. As soon as I would post something, I would immediately get messages. Like before somebody could even have a chance to see what I had posted, it was just like an immediate message. And you know, you'll notice that it's coming from different people, but it's the exact same text, like a copy and paste of a sentence. That's screaming that there's some kind of a, a scam or spammers going on. Um, also, if people message you, you and say, hey, I'm interested in this, text me at this number, or my mom's interested in this, text her at this number. Be cautious of things like that. You can insist on meeting people somewhere, if that makes you more comfortable, to meet you at a place around the corner or, you know, some kind of a neutral meeting spot, and a lot of people will only do business that way. There are some instances where I feel like it's really difficult to do that, like, you know, maybe you have a large piece of furniture that you don't have a method to take it to a local meeting point, in which case, like one of the reasons that you're selling it instead of donating it might be so that somebody can come haul it for you. Also people who have a litter of puppies that they're trying to find homes for, usually you'll expect to go to that person's property because it just makes sense. On Craigslist, they have a relay feature that you can opt to use or not to use, and I opt to use that 100% of the time. Otherwise, you're giving people your email address and they can spam you. The relay gives you some kind of a long Craigslist code and people respond to that code. I'm not even sure why they make that an option. Understand that that's what it is. So if you're on Craigslist trying to post something and they ask you if you would like to show your email or use one of their Craigslist codes or relay codes, I forget their, their wording for it, you definitely wanna be using the code. When it comes to Facebook Marketplace, people could see your profile picture 
and they could click on your profile picture to you know see your account. So you wanna make sure that your account is private and that there is nothing that anybody can see, and this is honestly just good life advice for social media. There's nothing that people could see that you wouldn't want them to see, that you wouldn't want some random weirdo who knows that you have a clock for sale to be able to see about you, you know? So be sure that if you are using Facebook Marketplace that you have your protections in place, that you've got yourself privatized where only people are seeing the things that you are okay with them seeing. There will be hagglers, especially on OfferUp. And if you think about the name OfferUp, it kind of indicates that it's a platform where people are going to offer you a certain amount for something. You do have the option to click that you're firm on the price so that people don't do that so much at least, but you can expect that that's going to happen. So if you post something for $50, it's very unlikely that you're gonna get a whole bunch of bids for $50. People are probably gonna bid you at you know $30, maybe even 25, depending on what the item is. You don't have to take that. You can also come back with a counter offer, but they're definitely hagglers. And I think that the most frustrating situation, which I've definitely been in more than once, is when people agree to paying the price and agree to buying the item, and then they show up and start asking, well, will you take this? It's really uncomfortable and awkward, but it will happen at some point, especially if you're selling things frequently, you're very likely gonna come across somebody who tries to haggle you and just stand your ground. You don't have to agree to anything that they offer on the spot. A lot of times I'll just say, no, thanks, I have a lot of other offers for full price. So, you know, if you're not interested, then I'll just message the next person. I've never used any native payment options, so I can't really speak to that much. Um, I've always been cash or Venmo only, but I will say I've used Venmo a lot more here lately and I've actually come to prefer it. Sometimes people will show up and they think that they have the right amount of money, but then they need you to break a 20 for them and you have to go try to find change. I prefer Venmo. They can't take it back once you've already received it. It's totally normal, by the way, if they ask for the last four of your phone number in order to be able to Venmo you. Just think like they can't do a whole lot with the last four digits of your phone number. So I haven't had any issues with that. You can do contactless pickups and I've become a huge fan of that. That really became popular during the whole COVID when we were in quarantine, people still needed things. You could leave the item on the front porch, they would Venmo in advance, and then they would just swing by and pick it up. And I had a lot of luck with that. I feel like it's just really simple because you don't have to worry about interacting awkwardly with the person that you don't know. I don't know, you just kind of skip that whole side of things. They just message you saying, hey, I'm on my way, you know, send them my username for Venmo. They send me the money and once it's there, it's there, I'll set the item out on the porch. The only person I guess that it could be risky to is the person who is paying for the item. But if you're on the seller side, I feel like that is a really nice way to go about the transaction. You can post free items on the selling apps just to avoid doing a donation drop. And also it's more eco-friendly because the people who are looking for those things and who are willing to go out of their way to come and pick them up are more likely to actually use them and get use out of them. Whereas when you donate things, you never know. I mean, it could end up in the landfill. People may not choose to purchase it at the donation facility. Facility. I've even taken pictures of tons of mine and my daughter's clothes before, posted them for free on OfferUp, and they were gone by the next day. 
My next tip is to silence your apps when you're not actively selling something. They will find reasons to send notifications. They'll send you a notification that there are other items for sale from sellers that you follow, which you probably don't really care about and don't need those constant notifications. Just remember to turn the notifications back on whenever you go back to sell another thing, because I've made that mistake before too, where I forgot that I had the notifications turned off, I posted something, and a lot of people had been messaging me interested in the item I posted, and I didn't even realize it till like two days later. Don't decline people until the item has left your home. I can't tell you how many times people are supposed to be on their way to pick something up. We'll have even had long drawn out conversations about the item and our meeting time and then they just don't show up. You know, I'll talk to like the first three people who've contacted me, kind of like runner-ups, and I'll tell them, hey, somebody's supposed to pick this up, but if they don't come, I'll be sure to reach back out to you. And just kind of keep that door open until the item is officially gone and it's left. Don't forget to take the item down once you've sold it. I've done that many times too. I don't know, I feel bad for the people when they reach out and they're like, hey, is this still available? This is exactly what I've been looking for. And I'm like, no, I sold it last week and I forgot to take it down. Because I know when I've been looking for something, you get really excited and you're like, oh, I hope they respond fast. And it's kind of disheartening when they respond and they're like, oh, actually that's been sold for a long time now apps where they have some kind of a rating system, the ratings really are important. Usually it's just like a star rating. They kind of indicate who is safe to work with. Other people have worked with this person. They use this app a lot. And I usually won't even work with people who have zero reviews because I just don't trust it. You're also going to be wanting reviews, especially if you intend to continue selling things or you want to have more luck selling things in the future those built up of stars and reviews are really going to help other people to trust you and to look at your stuff maybe over somebody else's. And so when you leave somebody a review, they're more likely to reciprocate. And my last tip is, if it's been two weeks, take it down. Most of these apps and websites have a chronological order to things. And so people might have to scroll through four or five pages to get to something that was posted over two weeks ago. So if it's already been two weeks and you haven't had any bites, I would say you're probably gonna have more luck to take that down, maybe give it a day or two and then repost it or even repost it to a different platform. Don't assume that because it keeps sitting there that just nobody's interested. It may just be that nobody's seeing it because now it's so far down in the pages. So that is everything that I've learned from selling my stuff and I will catch you guys next week. Bye!